You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately, and I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Welcome to OKSIS. We are two cultural observers and curious minds who happen to be related. I'm Scout. And I'm Maddie. Get ready for some serious sororal energy as we chat about and comment on one another's current fixation of the week. Ready, Ready, sisters? Welcome! Hi, sisters. Okay, sis, Israel edition. Israel edition. Shalom. Yerushalayim. Shalzahab. That's all I know in the song. Um, what was the song we were singing all yesterday? So, Mads and I went to Jewish summer camp, obviously. Shout out to Hess Kramer. R.I.P. <laughs> oh, no, okay, that don't. don't Sorry, that is terrible. Oh my god, it, it got burnt, burned it down, burnt down, the down the Malibu fires, which is like Sorry, it's not funny. Devastating to us. Um. Anyways, I'm. We're in Israel. We went to. So, well, let's recap to my trip first. Okay. What's your name? Oh, my name. Hi, I am Scout. I'm Mads, and we're the sisters behind OKSIS podcast. Yep. And I sincerely apologize. Um, I. She sounds like a dying horse. Yeah, I am sick. And you made me do this at 7 in the morning, so, like, fuck you. You made me do this at no, 7 in the morning. No, don't even. I said we should podcast last night, and you were like, no, I don't want it. I was like, I really don't want to podcast at 7 in the morning. I am not sick. Really, not really sure why we had to do this at 7 in the morning when we're 10 hours ahead. We could have done it at 5 p.m., and it would have come out in the morning. Because I like it when it comes out early. We get more, we get more downloads the earlier we publish it, okay? Okay. And dad wants to leave at like 9.30 to go to the Shook in the Old City. Yeah, I'm skipping out on that. Yeah, I'm going. Because um, I haven't been to the wall yet. I know. That is. I don't really have an appropriate clothing for the wall, but I'll figure it out. Yeah. Um. Anyways, what was I talking about? Yeah, oh, yes, my trip. Yeah. So um, Adam and I went to Italy. If you follow me on Instagram, you saw all my beautiful posts. Um, we went to Florence for three days, and then we went to Siena, which is in Tuscany. And let me tell you, Tuscany is 
breathtaking. I mean, it looks breathtaking. It is the most beautiful countryside I have ever seen in my entire life. Mm -hmm. We went for my friend Gabby's wedding, and she was a dream, just a vision. Um, and the, the, the wedding, the, the dinner was like one long table in like this forest. It was gorgeous. Um, what's that movie? Tuscan? Under the Tuscan Tuscan, sun. under the Tuscan sun. I've never seen that movie. Were you living that? You were Diane Lane? Well, I've never seen that movie, so I don't know. Mm. Um, anyways, and then I got, I started feeling really sick the night of the wedding. I started getting a sore throat. So we left, we left the wedding at like 1230 and it went till two i mean i was there for over 12 hours yeah that's nuts and um, my feet were killing me and i was getting a sore throat so we decided to go home and we had to wake up at six in the morning to catch our flight to rome no catch our flight from rome to israel Mm -hmm. so i got four hours of sleep and i woke up feeling so sick and you can tell everyone how i rolled into israel looking i was a hot you looked like a goat you're a hot balagan as as i would like to say that now that we're in israel um yeah you looked like a ghost there was no color in your face and you were very boring Oh, well, I had chills and body aches all over my body. Thank you very much. But we were going to like a party and I was ready to like get turned and you were just not. Okay, but we got turned yesterday. Well, it was like Coachella yesterday. Yesterday was the Sahara tent at Coachella. It was the Sahara tent. So we're here in Israel for our cousin's wedding. Let's like say that. It's like a distant cousin. No, it's our dad's cousin's. It's our second cousin. He's our second cousin. So. We, they have like a week long festivities for this, for this fucking wedding. We had a Shabbat dinner. They went out uh, Saturday night, but we were in Jerusalem. And then last night or yesterday was a day beach party. And it's at this like open air, beautiful restaurant, I guess, on the beach in Tel Aviv. And it was like, it was the Sarah time. People were on Molly going insane. Okay, there was one guy there on Molly. The one this guy. one guy was 100% on Molly. I should have taken a video of him and said when the Molly hits, he was on the floor break dancing, <laughs> sweating. Like, no one. I mean, it's really hot, but like, it was to another level with this yeah, guy. Yeah, it was hilarious. Um, And we we were just dancing oh we drank like i think a bottle of and a half of rosé each but the thing about it is we sweat it all out so i like didn't even feel tipsy the entire I, like, time i barely felt buzzed i know it's like what it's like what happens at coachella where you're just sweating out all the alcohol so it doesn't really make any sense so that was amazing and then we went to jaffa which is by far one of my favorite areas in israel so beautiful it's like what you think of when you when you um envision israel yeah the beautiful quarters and it's kind of corridors my husband said adam he was like it's kind of like jerusalem on the sea sea. yeah Yeah, it looks exactly like that yeah so that was beautiful we went to this amazing restaurant called kalamata and it looked like we were in greece we were in mamma mia we were in mamma mia we were in mamma mia truly and i just i would I should have posted all this on the OKSIS Instagram. I posted some, but the amount of DMs I've received from my Instagram story last night, people were crying laughing at my stories. Why? Well, one, because I made the Sahara tent or Tel Aviv joke, which okay, people thought which were really funny. I came up with. Thank you very much. Oh, sorry. Hello. Um, and then the one where Adam, so there's this section, there was this period at the end of the party where everyone got in like, Arab clothing. I'm not even really sure where this tradition came from. It was like from. an Alibaba situation. Yeah, we were like, are we? It was the- like Aladdin. Yeah, we were like, 
is this our tradition? Is this our tradition? <laughs> like, do we get to do this at our wedding? So they, everyone wore like these like literally Aladdin hats and like garb and they were carrying the bride and the groom on these like, it was like Aladdin. Like, it was like Aladdin. It was truly Aladdin. And Adam, we're just watching the parade of people like carrying the bride and groom and Adam is there <laughs> underneath bride i know you thought this was hilarious the arab garb and i was crying i was like adam how did you get there how did you he jumped on in oh my god he's so funny wow he's he's like the guy that volunteers for that you know we're not those people we don't volunteer no we don't have to say we stay in the back we stay in the back we do not volunteer we do not exert ourselves he is like let me get in there i don't know anyone i don't know the language but let me get in this arab yeah you and i are like let's dance alone in a corner (gasps) oh yeah i hate volunteer it's really weird because i'm i'm pretty outgoing but i i don't like to volunteer i hate volunteer yeah well you would make sense but for me i yeah we're not those kind of people that just kind of like we're also not sports people. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, that's what it is. If you're if, if, if you if grew you're up a sports person, yeah. you're more of a volunteer. You're gonna volunteer. Yeah, that's that's very that's, true. Yeah, that's a good point. Anyways, yeah. So we're here in Jerusalem. If any of you listeners are from Jerusalem, hit us up because we're a good time. We are a great. We're time. a good time. We, we are we, endless amounts of wine. Truly, I mean, it's n- overflowing at this point. It is over, and it's just you and me. Dad's not really drinking that much. I know. It's just you and me, baby. I know. Which is fine. Did you miss me while I was gone for a week and a half? Yeah. Do you miss me when you're not with me? Yeah, but you know what? Like, I need to miss you. You know what I mean? Okay. (laughs) I don't know if I should take that as a compliment. I'm not really sure what that means. It's a very good compliment. I have to miss people. I'm I'm not good with seeing people all the time. Oh, okay. Got it. Okay. Noted. (laughs) Well, I really missed you. Okay. I was very excited to see you, even though I was sick as a dog when I sick as a dog. Thank God in you're Israel. better. Thank God. I don't you're know. Better, I don't know. My voice doesn't sound so good right now. Yeah, I, I apologize to the listeners and uh, the imminent. Was it? What do I call it? I don't know. What the show must go on. What is it called? Vocal fry. Yes. The imminent okay, vocal I can't, fry from this, Scout. This is like a seven in the morning situation. Yeah, we're we're you know. Content never sleeps, as I as I frequently say. Yes, you do. Okay, so this episode's going to be a little different because it's just us. Sorry, and <laughs> we're. Gonna I think we're a delightful treat. I, I don't I, know what you're talking I about. Agree. I think this will be like a breath of fresh air for you guys. You're not going to have to like be on edge about with with the interviewer. It's oh, like just us. But also, let me point out that I did really good in my solo episode I last know, week. You did. Your boyfriend Ben said I had high energy, so high energy scout over here. Yeah. I don't know where that's been this whole time. No, oh my God. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> no, you, um, you did really good. I, and I mean, I knew you were going to do fine, but it was well, like I really surprising. I had, po- I had a podcast by myself before this for a year. Yeah. You were really good at like going back and forth and you know, good. Very good. Thank you. I, I hope you guys impressed. enjoyed Courtney because she's a doll. I still was very, very sad that I couldn't be there. But anyways, feeling, feeling my tip top shape now. Um, okay. So, we are going to touch on a few things that have sparked our interest. We have an Peaked agenda. Our interest. Peaked our interest. We have an agenda here. Number one, this is a request from Scout to talk about Lauren Bushnell getting engaged. Okay, I like how you have to say it's a request from Scout. Yeah, because I didn't want to talk about this. Oh my god, I was so excited when I found I out. Because you literally only care about Bachelor people, but you haven't watched any of Hannah's season. Okay, I'm really, you know, ugh, I was going to say I'm busy, but I'm not allowed to busy brag. But I'm like not feeling TV right now, okay? Yeah, you Just said like, this give me a time. second. 
Okay. Um, Lauren Bushnell. But there is an update on Bachelor with Jed. Yeah, we could talk about that. Okay. So Lauren Bushnell got engaged to Chris Lane. That's his name, right? I don't know. He's some country star. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited for her. I'm like, Apparently Ben Over Higgins posted and no, said okay, so I read really this sweet. whole I read this whole um article of Ben Higgins. He w- he said that when they split, it was very amicable and they said to each other, like, I want you to find someone. Like I don't want you to be alone. I want you to find your soulmate and I want you to be happy. Hmm. So he was like, I'm overjoyed for her. I'm so yeah. happy for her. He said really nice things, which I thought was really How many boyfriends did she have after Ben? Two. So she this had This is her second. This is her second, yeah. Yeah, because she started dating that guy that she like, went to high school with or something. Oh. Like, they knew each other from childhood. Oh, that didn't work. And then she w- met Chris Lane on the set of his music video. She was the girl oh, in the music this is video, giving me very Chrissy Teigen vibes. Oh, she yes. met um, what's his name? John Legend on, the, on music. the music video. Yeah, so they met on the music video, and now they're engaged. Yeah, it was very cute, very low key, which I liked. It was like in, I think, one of his family's backyards. Yeah, and he wrote a song for her. Yeah, too country for me, but that's okay. I'm kind of like thinking I'm converting to country. Okay, so I was driving Scout. in LA. Listen, I was driving in LA. I am going to push you off this bed. Listen, we're editing the podcast if you ever admit to that. Okay, but listen to me. I was driving in LA, which sucks. Don't recommend it. <laughs> and um, I accidentally changed the radio station, and the country radio station came on, and I was like, I can fucking jam with this. I was really enjoying myself. Am I going to stagecoach next year? I'm not sure. I. I am speechless. This is so funny. I am giving a moment of silence for the OKSIS podcast. It is now over. It is now over. We hope everyone enjoyed. I cannot believe you're admitting to this. This is so embarrassing for you. Oh. Please take this back. Please think long and hard before you want to actually. I'm going to give you a second chance. No, I'm going to stick by this. Baby lay on back Okay, we okay, back. we do love that song. Okay, that's that's, like that's okay, but that's not like country. Country could c- uh cheap fry with my beer. Oh, you know that remember when Uncle Lawrence went through a country phase? Oh, that was hilarious. Um it was Oh shoot, what was that song? It was so funny. It, it was, was like, so bad. I'm here in my chuck, got my beer, my girls, I'm in my chuck. I was like, how the fuck are you listening to this? This is just <laughs> gibberish and ta- like so much cheesy mode, it's like out of control. I can't. Yeah. Anyways, Ugh. congratulations to Lauren Bush now. We are so excited for you. We can't wait to see your wedding dress. Happy that you're getting the I met her once. appropriate amount of fame that you have uh, requested. Okay, well, that was rude. Um, I met her once at you did? Yeah, oh, at Vandevoort, right. and I was like such a She fan. didn't like you. No, she did like me. She was oh, so sweet. Oh, I thought you said she was like intimidated by you. No. Oh, Ooh, that, was, no, that would be name. amazing if someone was intimidated <laughs> by me, but no. No, it was, uh, what's her name? The little one. Amanda Stanton. Yes. She was not into me because I was gushing over how much I was a fan of her and her current boyfriend, and they broke up like two days later publicly, so she was probably like, you're wrong. Um, I'm going through a breakup. Can you please move? And I was like all up in her face, but yeah. Yeah, I guess moral of the story is don't gush about people's boyfriends. From the Bachelor Nation. Yeah. Because they cycle <laughs> through them quite quickly. Yeah, very delicate over there. Very delicate over there. <laughs> um, okay, great. Also, uh, if we're going to extend our th- congratulations to Bachelor couples, Raven and Adam. Got engaged. Very cute. I like how they really took their time and they were very comfortable in taking their time and they were very secure in taking their time. What do you mean? 
like they didn't feel the pressure, the need to necessarily get engaged at the end of Paradise. Mm-hmm. Um, but they knew that they would our, get engaged. You our, know what I mean? Um, like they knew they were going to be together forever. Are Astrid and what's his name engaged? I yet? don't think so. Okay, because they're Kevin. pretty solid. Remember Astrid when and Kevin? Remember when he like essentially broke up with her, but only because he actually didn't want he didn't want to be on that like weird stage where they go where they go yeah. congregate at the end of, ba- of paradise which i he had I recommend. some issues like some like something was weird there yeah but, something was weird there um but raven and adam finally got raven engaged. and adam congrats to goose and fucking crystal do you oh, see yeah. them in san yeah, diego they got married do you see them in San Diego? I have never run into them in San Diego. You have to. Let's take a workout class from her. Okay. Oh, also side note. Scout has agreed to work out with me today. And do you know why? Because we're doing the Skinny Confidential. So I... Skinny Confidential bombshell body guide. <laughs> it's the only workout thing we're gonna I will get, ever We're going to get bombshell bodies? Yes. I paid the subscription. And you have never used it. I used it twice. <laughs> but I feel like I've consumed so much free content from her that I'm like, I will pay you $10 a month. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm glad we're going to be doing We're putting it to use today. Um, I was going to go to CrossFit, but then I was like, you know what? Scout will do the skinny confidential one. Yeah, but we me. don't have yoga mats. And it's, uh, there's it's a tile out there. What are we going to do? It, do? Is it, uh, what is it, like squats? Can we just do the squats? Part? Oh, do you want to do the butt one? I want to do abs, though. Yeah, but we cannot do abs Just on tile. You'll be okay. Put a towel. We're fine. Okay. This is called scrappiness. And I don't even have a sports bra. My boobs are going to be going everywhere. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate, but I don't care. Okay. All right. Next, I would like to touch upon. We're gonna we're gonna breeze past this, but we'll just touch upon it. The the Instagram influencer that essentially got married on Instagram. Okay, her my one problem. Okay, we'll fashion. First. Okay, her name is Fashion Ambitionist on instagram she's an influencer but she's also works at goop she works she's like director of brand partnerships or something at goop and um essentially her boyfriend posted an instagram story of like a a, a highly produced video of him like walking through new york city and and saying like you know when i when we get married it's not going to be traditional we've always talked about this it's going to include something with travel and fashion and luxury and whatever and he, and he was like, okay, so find the next clue or whatever. It was like a scavenger hunt. And she just saw, sees this on his Instagram stories. And he's, she's with her friends and they show it to her. And she's like, wait, what's going, what's happening? She's trying to text him. Like he doesn't respond. Um, and the, the friends essentially take her in a car. They go to montauk and she thinks he's going to be there. And he, and, and, and it, this whole thing is unfolding in real time. Like he, planned it down to this a t to upload different videos and scat and next clues when she was in every single location it was kind of wild really creative but like come on Uh, you yeah people were debating if it was spawn con or if it was planted in order to go viral because it went in i mean it went out of control viral this woman got another 100k thousand 100,000 followers and um people were kind of thinking if this was something that they had uh pre-planned but i don't think it was because she I don't think so. she was she also has the 
funniest crying face. It was I like couldn't take her seriously. She looks <laughs> crazier than Kim K <laughs> crying face. But no, it was really sweet. I just like don't end know. Up in Paris. Yeah. So then the, at the end, so she, she goes to each. So she went to Miami. She sees all her friends from college. But like, she she keeps face. Um, you know giving updates she's like where are my brothers where's my mom like where is everyone and she gets to paris she thinks her parents are going to be there in the motel room they're still not there she the whole there's like a hashtag saying hashtag where's gabe or who is the fiance and she keeps being like i'm not even engaged yet i don't even know like it's you know it was all didn't they get married at the end yes so then finally she gets to paris she comes from she has a glam squad ready for her in her the, uh, the hotel room this all happens in two days like it was like a whirlwind and um she gets all ready she has to like buy her wedding dress like right there on the spot See, that's the only problem i would have but with the thing that. is she d- this is what she wanted she had said she was filming when she was on the plane she's like this is what i wanted i only i've only ever wanted a wedding where it was like the engagement was one day and then we got married the next day so that people wouldn't have to plan and this and that it's like it's just one whole thing a quick was her family in paris yeah they were all in paris and she so she you know was um she did an update where she said i just called my mom just to like talk to her and i could tell that she was like in a european city and she was like started crying she's like they're all there and i'm not there yet and all this stuff but it's really sweet. She like gets out of the car and he's there, like in this like giant garden in Paris. And oh um he and she's she like collapses on the floor and starts crying. And then they get married on this like beautiful terrace. It's like just wow, their parents. What a, what a story. Yeah. It's kind of wild. Babe, step the fuck up. <laughs> no, but it was it I have mixed emotions about it. Like, I think it's great. I think it's cool. I think it's a little like kind of crazy in our time that they're gonna say in a couple er, er, to their kids like we got married on instagram you know what i mean yeah but that's so much a part of their life like people who are influencers like that is their life life. yeah so to do anything other than that like it's like the kardashians not filming their weddings weddings. yeah like you you just don't do that i know it just it wasn't i don't think it would be for me but it no, was it very entertaining. It for me, I would recommend. For me she has all the um, highlights. highlights. I would recommend. I think you would really like yeah, it. Yeah, I'm gonna Sarah. watch it, but yeah. I wouldn't recommend it for myself because I loved the process. The engagement. The engagement. Yeah, the, the long engagement, engagement was my favorite part. Yeah, I don't know. She. This is what she. She had told him she wanted. She's like, okay, I don't. I, I want it small. I want it. But it was, I mean, it was small in people, but everyone saw it on Instagram. Like it was yeah. very much a wide affair. Got it very interesting i mean it, i don't think they realized how viral it was gonna go like there's so many articles written up about it yeah that's so cool yeah it's interesting it. i love it um okay great next oh you y- said we were gonna breeze past that and we spent like 20 minutes talking about sorry it. <laughs> congratulations a lot of marriage content today yeah lots of marriage content today okay you would like to talk about tony robbins okay so i was scrolling on instagram which i honestly don't do too much but i was scrolling on instagram and I saw an IGTV from Tony Robbins, and I decided to listen to it. So let me preface this by saying I have not read the entire BuzzFeed article, and I have not done, like, extensive research on this situation. Um, so I'm going to keep my opinions short and brief. Uh, he made a video. Apparently, BuzzFeed is now reaching out to the charities that Tony Robbins is associated with and donates to and telling them, to stop taking money from Tony Robbins. And in my opinion, that's crazy because the amount Tony Robbins has fed a billion people in this country. 
in this yeah, world. The, his he, philanthropic effort should be separated separate. from he this situation. Donates millions. Like these corporations depend on Tony Robbins' donations, mm-hmm. and to go out and to harm people in need that need this stuff. That's crazy to me. Like that's taking it to another fucking level. Like the the feed for America, I think it's called, is where they've fed a billion people so far. That's I mean to So okay, what about this? If Harvey Weinstein was still donating money, would you think it would be wrong for those do- those charities to reject yes, the I would money? Not put Tony Robbins and Harvey Weinstein in the same box. That's the whole point, is that we're not supposed to put everybody mm. into the same box. Right, right, right. We right, have right. to judge them by their actions and then act accordingly right so and so i just think that um like we shouldn't discount all of the good tony robbins has done and the uh, to to go after the charities who rely on him i don't know Hmm. it seems as if they are just taking whatever means necessary to tear someone down got it Okay. And it seems like a little much in my opinion. All right. I'm not going to comment on this because I am not educated enough on it, but okay. I just wanted to bring that to attention. I, and, I, and, and I really want to hear what other people think because this is a very tricky situation in my opinion. So if you have done your research and you're a fan of Tony Robbins, if you're not a fan of Tony Robbins, DM me. I want to have a conversation about this. Slide into Scouts Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie, like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans, and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once. The white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. You can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA-grown, eco-conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. 
Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute. I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. Okay, an update on my strained relationship with crystals. I'm so excited for this because I really don't know a lot about crystals, so I'm interested to learn. I've said this so many times. I'm like, Mads, I don't know why you think I'm like a crystal whore. I have one crystal that I like holding, and I don't know anything about crystals. What are you talking about? I have said this so many times. You literally praise the power, the healing powers, quote-unquote, of crystals. I love my one crystal that I have, but I would not call myself like a crystal aficionado. Oh, my God. Well, that's very hypocritical view no i've said this so many times you use the crystal and you use it and you have no idea what it does or what it i have a very brief understanding but i'm not like super educated knowledgeable and like collect crystals for a living Hmm. i have one crystal that i need to have spencer proud on the podcast okay all right so a little backstory i went to a meditation class at the studio called Unplug. And I didn't realize that the class was called Crystal Healing when I signed up for it. So I walk in to find that this instructor is this like athletic macho guy. And I tend to like it when meditation teachers don't look like the stereotypes of themselves. Like I like it when they're completely unexpected because it seems a little more relatable when they're just not like a young woman who's in like beads and looks like a yoga teacher. Yeah, I hear you. You know what I mean? Okay. So anyways, turns out he played football at Stanford, was in the NFL. He played uh, with the Green Bay Packers and had this successful football career because his dad always pushed him to do so. And he realized that he wasn't happy and quickly turned depressed. And his mom asked him to try crystals. And since he was willing to try anything at that point, he picked up a crystal and immediately felt balance. Um, And he urged us to remove all our expectations of crystals uh before before the the class and you know remove like just remove what you think is supposed to happen or what the healing powers quote-unquote mean um so i committed to doing this because the class pass cost seven credits and i was not going to waste it so we all chose a random crystal and uh, I liked this because we didn't know the identifiers beforehand. Like, we didn't have any preconceived notions of what the actual crystal meant. So we kind of could create it in our minds and then kind of see if it connected to what the crystal was, quote, was like, supposed to help you with. Um, so, all in all, 
I didn't feel anything out of the ordinary, but it was an effective meditation, but not necessarily impacted by the stone I was holding. So at the end, when we gave back our crystals, I asked him what mine was, and he said Desert Rose, which as everyone knows, my middle name is Rose, and I love everything Rose, and I love, you know, Rose scent and things like that. And I love the desert. Oh, great. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. And he told me that I can keep the, the crystal, which was extremely gracious. But after the class, I looked up its supposed healing powers and it's known to rid the mind of old thought processes and that we hold that are outdated or overused is an excellent excellent stone for intuitive work it quiets the mind by ridding it of fear anxiety doubt and other distractions great this seems like something that applies to everyone but i became curious as to how a mineral a rock formation can emit healing powers okay so how does an inanimate object transmit energy over all inanimate object, objects? Why can't we be touching a flower? Well, I understand the nature, but why this particular way that it was formate, I hear form, you. formulated I hear you. as a rock? Okay, so I understand spirituality and the connection between our emotional, physical, and spiritual selves. And I understand the energy ser- that serves as human conduits. I get it. speaking, like, very quickly. Oh, I don't think so. But... How can a pretty rock improve mental clarity and cognitive function? And after doing some research, I discovered that there's absolutely no science backing the crystal phenomenon (laughs) in in industry. (laughs) It's essentially all one big placebo effect, but that doesn't necessarily mean mean that it doesn't work. That we should dismiss it. Yeah. Yeah. So if 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 the activity is net positive, then that makes it efficacious. For me, why my crystal works is because I have an oral fixation and need to do something with my hands. Right. So when I hold the crystal and I like rub my hands on it, it calms, it soothes me. Sure. And I could pick any, I could pick any rock and it would probably do the same effect, but I like that mine's pretty and it's clear and and I like the shape of it and like the the properties of it. I just like was drawn to this one specific crystal. I just don't, believe that so many people are convinced have convinced themselves that that holding rocks can help clear energy blockage like how is that how has this happened (laughs) like i'm just so perplexed we need to have a crystal person on because we do i i need someone to explain to me how this inanimate object can emit this type such specific energy too so every single one is different purposes and I just I get the nature the grounding of it and it's it's a miracle that it was able to form well, in this so type beautiful. of way and they're beautiful but it's like flowers are fucking beautiful like I just don't get I hear you why no, your, other your points nature. are very valid yes so thank you for reading that whole soliloquy yes this was a soliloquy this for was sure Magilla. it was a freaking Magilla. oh a Magilla. it was a Magilla. can you turn on the ac i'm spitzing again no i'm not turning on the ac oh my god i'm really spitzing um anyways so oh i have one other point so let's say this crystal is known to improve concentration and boost creativity if you knew that it would do it and you said it over and over to yourself as a mantra and held the crystal while doing so then maybe that would manifest itself but what does the crystal specifically have to do with so that. when i picked up my crystal i had no idea what it was used for or anything right um it just helped me remain a little bit calm because it it passed nervous energy through my hands into like an object if that makes sense like i was rubbing it and moving into my hands and it just helped me kind of clear 
energy, like negative energy, like nervous, frantic energy. But that's what I do. Like that's why I use to smoke cigarettes because I use my hands yeah. and my mouth to move energy around. Hmm. So it's just it's more of the hand motion versus the actual rock itself, I think. But it is a pretty way to do that. <laughs> so. Well, anyways, shout out to this teacher at Unplug. Fuck, I forgot, I forgot his name. He was very sweet. I have to go with you to Unplug. Yes, you do. You would have liked this one <laughs> that I went to on Sunday. Um, this guy was very much into I energy. was so pissed. Okay, I'm too hot. Please. Oh, my goodness. You Sorry. Were, you were crazy. It's not Pause. even that hot in here. Pause. I'm literally drenched in sweat. I need to put on the AC. Okay, yeah, there the we AC go. AC is on. Um, so I was so pissed off because I was, I know that you shouldn't meditate for like the glory of it, but, um, I, for the glory of it, what do you mean? So insight, the app, they, um, insight timer. Yeah. They Mm -hmm. track, um, all your meditations. And so I, and it says your milestones and like all this shit. All of them have that. I know. Well, I was really stoked about it and I was about to hit my 40 day milestone. You fucked it up. Had to go back to one day. No. And I, I, meditated at after midnight like like 20 minutes after midnight yeah and it didn't count it and i had to go back to one and i was like fuck this yeah i wanted my 40 days consecutive thing i was so mad yeah that sucks and now and then honestly like i was so mad yeah it's like sobriety once you okay, slip, but not <laughs> once you intense. slip up you have to go back you, it's a little glory thing like you want to be able to say that you were yeah, Doing counting it days long. like really helps you like stick with something. Absolutely. All right, on to the next what area is of topic. The next area of topic on our agenda. Uh, I would like to briefly touch upon Taylor Swift. Okay, why? Um, so Taylor Swift uh, has a new two new songs. She's coming out with an album soon, and the second song called "You Need to Calm Down." The music video came out. There's been a lot of discourse surrounding this music video. It's essentially a ode to pride, and it establishes herself as an a, a, a LGBT ally. Al- ally. Ally. Sorry. <laughs> an ally. <laughs> it establishes herself as an LGBTQA ally. Shut up. <laughs> and... A lot of people have been saying that she's exploiting the whole spectacle and com- capitalism and commercialization that Pride has become. You know, the music video is literally, people have said, if you just Google typical gay things on Google, she essentially just wrapped all that up and put it in a music like, what's video. what's an example? I mean, so every prominent gay person is in it. Ellen makes an appearance. Um, She's really into like uh, garnering. What's, her, what's his name? I don't know. Who's the Who's the drag race? RuPaul, oh, RuPaul. Um, Laverne Cox. Like just every every prominent LGBTQA leader is in it, and it's you know very colorful. A lot of rainbows and and uh, parades and people. You know, it's just it's very. It's a little tone deaf, and people are just. Yeah, but what about those leaders that agreed to be in it? What are they going to say? You know, no. I know they could have said no, but I don't know. It's very interesting. It does have a call to action at the end where it says, "Please donate." And it would have been nice if she had said, "Like I donated 
X amount to this foundation. Or I'll match a dollar. I'll match or something. But it really was just like, here's a pretty music video about gay rights that really has nothing to do with being gay and what the complexities are and what people's rights are actually like what we're fighting for. And but here's a thing that you could donate to. Like, I don't know. It didn't seem it seems disingenuous. Yeah. And look, she's been pretty atypical, apolitical her whole career. So it's nice that this is the 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 stance she wants to, you know, rally behind. It's just I think I think she should have done a little more research into, you know, how to portray it seemed, gay you, You're gay trying community. to say it seemed one dimensional. Yeah. Completely. It was very surface level. And I level. think this year especially there's been a lot of discussion around pride and yeah. and and the portrayal of it and what it means and how we and yeah how it could diversify because not a lot of a, a lot of gay people and the, I know I mean I'm completely speaking out of a place of privilege here I have I really don't know but they don't all relate to rainbows and and thongs on west in in santa monica boulevard and we help you know what i mean like that's not what gay people are it's not just this one one facet facet. it's one community exactly and i think pride has just you know and there's this corporate and corporate america has completely just jumped on the bandwagon they're like let's just slap a a rainbow on our thing and say we're you know gay pride it's like you know, yeah, like do a, something else. Yeah, but like at the end of the day, isn't that great that corporations are standing by the, that community? Sure, but they're not doing it in a way that's effective. Like, donate money, do something, not just be like, here's a sale. Yeah, Happy Pride. Like awareness it has its merits. Sure. Like just the just the pure premise of awareness has benefits to society. I know, but it does seem it's just seems it's kind of like how have how people have jumped on the me too bandwagon and the like female empowerment where it's it's coming at a place of of capitalism rather well, that's than how, that's, informative that's, action if you want to get into like lit theory that's how our society works what happens is when there is an outside community or a minority or a whatever a cause that is rising yeah. to the front what we do is to make it mainstream, we convert it into capitalism and consumerism. That's how we accept the minority into the majority. I fucking hate our world. So that's so like for example, Bob Marley. Bob Marley was yeah. anti society, anti this, anti that. How did we make him how did we make him a part of society? We made Bob Marley t shirts, Bob Marley flags, Bob yeah. Marley Bob Marley posters. We chain we converted him into consumerism, so therefore now he is a part of the larger picture. But then the cause is lost. The the essence is lost. But that's how we accept (sighs) outside causes into the mainstream society. Wow. Very, very profound. But uh, shout out to Taylor Swift. The song is a banger. Okay. Well, let's end on that note. I'm going to come out and say it. Everyone knows I am a deep Taylor Swift hater. But this song, wow. Yeah, you were playing it. It's it's, it's, it's good. It's a banger. You know what? I'll give it to her. She makes some fun songs about that one song me me no that was terrible people people have come out and said like that is a terrible song she's also listen it's taylor swift you're not gonna say no to her do you know how much fucking influence she has okay so apparently i i you know i listen to a lot of pop culture podcasts so i hear people's investigative natures about taylor swift people get like very deep within her and 
they said that historically she released the singles she releases before an album are usually the worst songs. Like that's just her typical pattern. Interesting. Yeah. Because I think she, she like just has you with the best one. Exactly. But good segue into my next topic. You're talking a lot on this podcast. Oh, okay. The next topic, but this is something that you can contribute to. Thank you. The Jonas brothers are back. So, Scout is now a Jonas Brothers stan, and okay, I'm not so, here for it. Okay, so here's the thing: is that Micah Frank actually pointed my friend Micah pointed out to me on Instagram that we are not Joe Burrow amateurs because our favorite song when we were younger was Year Three Thousand. It doesn't matter. That's the only song you know. Yeah, but that was a very important song to growing up. And no, you're right. I was not a Joe Burrow fan. Um, you didn't, didn't sit. It. You did sit outside of the hotel in New York City with me when we were there. Remember yeah, that? Fuck no, and I wouldn't do that now. <laughs> Um, and then all of a sudden, Cool and Roller Coaster came around. We are, and I am obsessed, obsessed with I'm that obsessed song, Roller Coaster. With the song Roller Coaster. Even Adam was, um, he was like humming it. He was not humming, <laughs> whistling, whistling it. He was whistling. I was like, it. "Are you whistling the Jonas Brothers?" Yeah, no. Like Roller Coaster is my jam right now. You know, it sounds like every Avicii song, and I don't care. It's so good. It, it's, it's so, so good. so good. It's such a feel good song. It puts you in an instantly good mood. Even I really like Cool. Yeah, Cool's great. I the whole like, album. I don't great. like the main one. What's the main one? Sucker. I don't like Sucker. I'm a sucker of That's not my favorite one. Cool and Roller Coaster. Roller Coaster is just. Should I take Aaron's place at the Joe Bro concert? You, you absolutely should. I'm not kidding. I don't know why he's going. Yeah, he doesn't even listen. So my mom got us tickets. She was like, uh, "Invite Natalia, our stepsister." So I did, and, she, and Natalia says, "Invite, invite Aaron." He was a big Jonas Which Brothers is our fan. Stepbrother. The, yeah, and I was like, "Wait." Aaron was a big Jonas Brothers fan, <laughs> so we bought him a ticket, and I was having dinner with him. And I said, we're going to Jonas Brothers. Like, are you so excited? I hear you're a fan. He's like, am I? Oh, my God. His sister's probably just made him yeah. listen to it his whole he, life. He just said, if you mean that they just played it in the house when I was growing up, then sure, I'm a fan. That's hilarious. So, yes, you should definitely take a spot. We're mm-hmm. going to have so much fun. When is it? Uh, I believe September. It's at the fucking Hollywood Bowl, which you know is my is my jam. Oh my god, but seriously, going to big concerts like that gives it's not me anxiety big. because leaving is such a shit show. Do you remember what we went through to see Beyonce? That was that was the Rose Bowl. I will never go to the I Rose will Bowl never. again. So Mads and I went to go see Beyonce and we were having a great time. Nobody was dancing but us. And I know, um, in the rain. Literally, no one was dancing. We were in the literally the back row, but that's fine. We couldn't see anything. And then, so we're, we're leaving and they don't let Ubers come into what the Rose Bowl. Yeah. So you have to walk outside of the rose bowl so we're like fine whatever we'll walk to the top i think no we walked deal. 10 miles so we walked to the top there's so many people that you can't get an uber for the life of both you. our phones died you can no not yet your phone died and maddie refused to move out of the bacon hot dog sandwich line <laughs> and i was yelling at her saying our phones are gonna die this is dire we have no time for food this at this is moment dire. <laughs> we're gonna have to sleep on the streets of we're pasadena. in pasadena <laughs> stranded and then we literally walked five miles to an abandoned gas station. But still people were with us. People like it were was, still with us. It was still people from the concert walking. And we finally got a cab. My a random cab in the middle of Pasadena. When does it ever happen? It was at 3 in the morning. And my phone was on 1% battery. And, and it we died. Died right, right when we, we got, got into this cab. We're like, take us home, please. Yeah, we were crying to him. We were just like, we're going to sleep on the streets of Pasadena. And we were And our mom wasn't in town. So no one was in town to pick us pick up. Pick us up. Yeah. Oh. Traumatic. Oh, trauma. 
trauma. Traumatic. Trauma. All okay. for you, Queen Bee. All for you, Bay. Yeah, I don't think I would have done it again. No, I will never do <laughs> that again. So I will terrible. never go to, unless someone is picking thing, me up. Unless the, someone is picking me up. The thing about the Rose Bowl, or the thing about that night was. I don't even remember the concert because it was so tarnished by our fucking experience yeah, afterwards. Yeah, like bad. I, it was terrible. No, the Hollywood bowl is not bad. You just walk down the street and then you can get an Uber yeah, very yeah, easily. Yeah. The Rose bowls are shit show. Okay. Um, current fixations. Um, mine's easy. Mine's Tuscany this week. Oh, come on. You can't think of something else. Nope. Okay, fine. My Brazilian blowout. Yes. Oh yeah. It is giving okay, me let all me, the feels. Okay. Let me, let me comment Does my on hair this. Look good? Your hair looks like a mermaid oh my god like you truly look like an israeli middle eastern princess you I look like love you. you look like jasmine oh my from god Aladdin. oh my god Matt. you came out of the airport and i was like oh did you crimp your hair like did you do a new curl and you're like no this is my natural hair when i got out of the shower because of the brazilian blowout and i was floored I because when i get when i get brazilian blowout it does not look like that That's because you when you get them too many times over it fucks and over, it, up, it yeah. straightens your hair so much to the point that the bottoms are straight Straight. the middle is wavy the top is curly yeah, my hair, it just looks like so a fucking mess. So I haven't mess. gotten a Brazilian. And honestly, this Brazilian blowout isn't even that good. Usually it's way straighter the first time. No, but that's what I, your no, Brazilian blowout is exactly what yeah, I want. Yeah, but this is going to last. This, it's not going to look yeah, like it this after last, I wash yeah. it. It barely, it barely lasts. Yeah. Sucks. Because that, that is the hair that we've been after forever. <laughs> it doesn't I last. Know. I think I'm just going to wear it like this to the wedding tomorrow. I don't think I'm going to straighten it. Oh. I think I'm gonna go get my hair done again. It's it's like disgusting. Maybe right I'll now. go with you because you said it was cheap, right? Yeah, only twenty five bucks. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. All right, my current fixation is this book that, that I reading? just finished. Not 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 the book I'm reading right oh. now. The book I finished called "From the Corner of the Oval" by Beck Dornstein. Guys, I fiction. It's a memoir. So let me okay. let me let me say what it's about. So it's a memoir about the stenographer during the Obama administration. And New York, the New York Times explained it perfectly. It's equal parts C-SPAN and Sex in the City. But what I love most about what it is, about it is she exposes how human the people are that work behind politics and behind the White House, essentially. And she has like an affair with a mid-level West Wing staffer and she ends up like anywhere she travels she goes to the gym with Obama essentially because he goes to the gym every morning and she's a runner so she would like meet him there not meet him there but she would see him there and it's I I can't tell you how surprising this book was like first I read the back and I was like ugh, White House like a memoir it doesn't it's not gonna feel light like it's probably gonna be very political which I'm I, you know I'm, I don't tend to like to read things like that so but it's about this she's such a gifted writer she's so silly it's hilarious the whole time she just fell into this job she found it on Craigslist the stenographer for What's this a stenographer it's where you um type out everything that the uh, oh, that's I, I always thought that was a terrible job no no so she, she doesn't need to know shorthands all she does is record it and then she later goes and types everything up but she got to be on she flew air force one for five years she got to be literally sitting with obama every single interview he did every single speech because of craigslist yeah she found it on craigslist that's crazy. but she became friends with like all the staffers and they would yeah. go out drinking when they're in cabo and they're in japan or you know they flew everywhere with him yeah that's, isn't that's that wild it's 
so cool. And I loved learning about the logistics and how intense it is to plan and fly with the president. Like you it's still so haven't cool. read Michelle Obama's. I on. know. I need to. You need to. I know. I know. I know. Because I'll bring it so to you next time I come to so LA. We talked. So this book was. Um, covered in my girls night in book club and everyone was saying like i just read uh, michelle obama's book and it was so great to because she was recounting some of the some of the events so i have to read it oh you have to read it it is i devoured it it was one of those books where you start it and you're like okay i can finish this in one day i love there's something so appealing about unveiling the white house mystique it is there's incredible to see the because we view these people as such giants almost and that it's very behind closed doors we don't know what goes on on. yeah these people were just like kids they were all 25 years old no it's just a job it's just a job they were i mean they're brilliant but they're like getting drunk like going out yeah, in the like you know hotel people. bars like they're just people yeah and obama apparently like the way she described him i mean it's everything we envisioned like He's so poised amazing. such a leader just so when shit hits the fan he is just so calm, calm and, and he's in the gym the next day with her yeah. like it's just great okay, oh I'm you read it oh you have especially to especially because i love michelle obama's memoir she is, uh the book is becoming a movie which is i'm oh I can't wait. Okay, good curtain fixation. Okay, Mads. great. Can you give us the word of the week? That sounds like a you problem. It's an adjective. He is Oniric. This book from the corner of the Oval is Oniric. It's dreamy to me. Haruki Murakami is Oniric. Dear God, everyone take a shot. Let's bring it all back to Murakami (laughs) real quick. I haven't mentioned him on the podcast in a while. Yeah. I bought his new book. Oh, my God. I'm dying to read it. Oh, he has a new book? I didn't bring it because um, it's hardcover and it's literally huge. And I I just didn't have room for it. So I'm reading a different book. But once I'm done, I'm going to read the new Murakami You're reading A Little Life. What is it called? The Little Life. The Little Life. I would highly discourage you from reading that. Yes. I'm just going to tell you now to stop. No. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me the ending. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, please don't. Um, we're no. both reading such big books. I hate big books. I love big books. I know you favorite. do. You like big books, big books, so you cannot lie. I hate big books. Gives me anxiety, but I am reading a ginormous book right now. Yeah, you This are. is the biggest book I've ever read. Yeah, this is a pretty It's big called book. The Interestings by Meg Wolitzer. How many pages it? Oh, it's like 540. That's not too big. That is, oh my God, I think I'm going to stop. I, can't. I go to no, a this book is This book is actually incredible. Huh. Yeah. Can we take some time to read today? I haven't read in a while because we've been so go, go, go on this trip. Well, you're going to the fucking Shook. I was going to go to uh, a cafe and I read. I got to go to the Shook in the Old City. You got to go to the Shook. Okay. Um, reviews. Okay, we are going to so do a little segment called We Read Our Reviews because um, Scout and I just stumbled upon our review section and we didn't realize that it's popping off. It is popping. You guys are fucking amazing. It's and let poppin'. me just say. Wait, read the one about me. That's really okay, funny. Okay, so my favorite review thus far, which is the most accurate of them all. I mean, it's not my favorite because we have some really good ones, but this one was really great. I love the sisters and I appreciate the conversations and the enthusiasm. Maddie can get extremely loud throughout 
though out of nowhere so i guess listen at a low volume especially at work <laughs> kudos who to whoever wrote this i love, I it. love you i feel you I it's feel been my you. entire <laughs> life my whole life i have had to deal with it is sudden so true it's of sudden volume. it's sudden it's so sudden my grandma says you the never same know thing. she's like i'm listening to it in my earphones and all of a sudden maddie starts Screams. laughing and i like can't even hear i know anybody. sorry guys i just get so excited oh t- uh let's oh, read the one that compares us to gossip girl oh that one's really good hold on let me find it real quick seriously i know we were like is anyone listening and then we looked at our review section and we were like oh damn it's popping my lip gloss is popping So if you guys listen to OKSIS podcast and you are a fan of Mads and me, we love you so much. Please rate us five stars and leave us a review. Yeah, leave us a review and we'll read it. We'll read it on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, but you wanted to mention... Do you have one to read? Ugh. It's okay. Everyone check it out. We love we love new poets. Oh yeah, you know what I mean, like young young meat people that are revolutionizing the old art form of poetry. Okay, um, so that's it. This was a fucking long ass episode. Of us just, talking for? Well, the battery died halfway through, so I'm not really sure. Oh, how long? I think it might be 45 minutes. Oh, it's not bad. It's not bad, guys. Um, we had a lot to catch up on, so I'm glad yeah, we had this we little recap guys. episode. Um, all right, so we love you. Keep following on OK Sis podcast um, on Instagram because we're going to be posting some premium content of us at a wedding, drinking rosé, which is going to be, you know. Premium. premium. As, as premium as, as it gets. And us dancing, which is super premium. I know. I'll post more on OKSIS instead of Maddie Mayo, but you can still follow me at Maddie Mayo because it's, again, premium over there as well. Oh, my uh, God. For different reasons. And, um, but yeah, so we love you. We love you, sisters. And enjoy your week.
Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalglish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together.